Let's finish session 40 with this part two when we talk about the energy shift for harvest. Cue intro. In the last session, I left you with a cliffhanger in terms of the harvest because we finished talking about all the physics of metaphysics and vibrations and all the densities and uh, frequencies and all that stuff. So I wanted to leave this part for a second video, which is this, and we're going to continue on with that. Um, if you remember from last video, we talked about all the stuff in how we enter the new uh, vibrations of four density, and that's where this is kind of heading. So um, there is one question that I, I left before, which is the um, the time that it took between second density and third density vibrations. Remember the what rock calls the true color vibration, which is the densities as they shift into um, or the planets shifts into those vibrations as a means of evolution or as part of the evolution. It's hard to say, but it's just what happens. Um, and that first question without getting too much into an introduction, I don't think there's anything to say at this point, which is a reminder that we're coming from that line of questions about vibrations and the photon, you know, how it shifts and changes through the different densities in terms of how the planet goes through them. So all that stuff is in the last video, part one, session 40. Let's get into part two, which is this video, session 40. Beginning with the last question that I left, which was question seven, where Don says, how long was the time of transition on this planet between second and third density? Generation and a half, I believe, is that correct? Ross says, this is correct. The time measured in your years being approximately 1,350. And I said in the last video that I made a mistake or just, uh, uh, I just simply forgot in a Spanish video that I recorded where I was talking about Ascension. And there, I said that I remember that it was a generation and a half, but I was confused into knowing if it was a, uh, a human, lifetime or lifespan or the animal lifespan because it was hard to tell and I didn't know or I didn't remember this part where Ra mentions it. So in essence what we're talking about if you remember from the previous sessions, I forgot what it was, around session 20, maybe 19 or so, we talked about the longevity of humans at the beginning of third density master cycle. So we're talking about 75,000 years ago, the primitive human live for around 900 years. That was the average. And this now confirms to me that the primates that lived back then, our ancestors of second density, they also lived around 900 years because this is the transition between second density and third density in planet Earth. And that happens obviously only with the selected from Mother Gaia selected species that will go into a consciousness of self, recognition of self as an, uh, as an entity and identity and everything. So that is the beginning. 
So yeah, our primates ancestors were, according to Ra, 900 years longevity. That was their uh, their lifespan, and it took them about, or it took around a generation and a half, which is exactly uh, 900 and 450 is 1,350. So that is the time that took for the species to to change. And now it's curious to uh, realize that it only really uh, meant that one generation, say, you know, had let, let's I don't know. There's many ways I can see this. Let's say uh, we cross that discrete boundary of vibrations, and the primates gave birth to a new sort of species, and that one was kind of mixed between second and third because parents were second, and now they were getting this dual activated body, which is really what's happening now as well as we near the end of the cycle with dual activated bodies of um, individuals, entities that have third and fourth density bodies activated. That's a whole a whole other discussion, but you can see it as somebody who has their fourth uh, density body, which is an etheri etheric body. I don't think Ra refers to the etheric body, I believe is second, uh, sixth density. Uh, so this would be astral body, I'm not sure. But in any case, loving body, that loving body is there and it's, uh, it's a lot easier for them or these dual activated people, which we, don't, we have no idea how to measure them or to know if you do or you don't. Um, this doesn't mean that we can't, you know, if we didn't come with dual activated body, it just means that we need to activate it, you know, purposely. But you can see the new generations actually in this, and I'm going a little off track, but it's, it's relevant information, especially for us who are going through this transition. Um, you can see it in children now, that they're easier to absorb information that is loving, caring, compassionate, and just simply normal for them to be this way, right? Uh, our generation, of course, exhibits to, I'm talking about me, I'm almost 40 years old, so 80s and 90s kids. <laughs> um, we are Nintendo kids. We are um, we're a lot more uh, in tune with these vibrations than our, our parents, and them as well more than their parents. You know, and so on. So it's been a gradual transition. It's going this way. So in any case, we have the uh, the information about second density in this way. So I keep going with my I got uh, sidetrack here. <laughs> but see, one way of seeing it is that way. You know, second density gives birth to a uh, sort of mixed second and third density, and then the other half generation would be the offspring of this new mixed. Uh, dual activated second and third sort of um, uh, species and now you know from there it's refinement and then that species may have a percentage of second density I'm going you know off my head here this is not nothing I've read in the raw material just me speculating so that's the refinement that happens between a generation and a half and it could be you know that the offspring of the new the mixed species has already the majority of the third density consciousness, body, everything, and their offspring will be fully third density. So something like that, it's my thinking, which I believe it's happening now too. All the children here have to me their fourth density activated body, especially after 2012, where seniority of incarnation defines the type of entity that can incarnate here prior to the final harvest or final ascension or the transition completely so 
that's um yeah that's a good alarm to say keep going <laughs> um so yeah that's that's all i can speculate here hope it helps let's go into the next question don says then what will be the time of transition on this planet from third to fourth density Ross says, this is difficult to estimate due to the uncharacteristic anomalies of this transition. There are at this space-time nexus beings incarnate which have begun for density work. However, the third density climate of planetary consciousness is retarding this process. At this particular nexus, the possibility-probability vortices indicate somewhere between 100 and 700 of your years as transition period. This cannot be accurate due to the volatility of your people's at this space-time. So, uh, Don is asking a really good question, like a follow-up right away, you know, like what would be the transition, uh, the time of transition between, you know, third and fourth density now, since we asked this. And as I alluded before, Rai saying that, um, well, it's a, it's, a, it's a good question. This, this is where, you know, some people I've heard uh, different estimates as to what this means or you know what would it be um, given the last question but this is how I interpret it first let's go uh, little by little this is difficult to estimate due to the uncharacteristic anomalies of this transition we know that we have a huge anomaly here in terms of the planetary consciousness where we are at this point at the end of the master cycle and we're having um, a difficult time to even be bright in yellow like yellow is a very opaque sort of color in our uh sub density planes why because and this we'll get very deep into this as we go on especially in the next session uh, but we don't have at this point at least from the moment of this recording uh september 2021 i uh, I see, and everybody sees, that we don't have a, a societal structure for a service to others. This is, this is maybe coming up now, but this, this is the premise of third density work. Of course, you know, we don't need to have the societal structure, the uh, social complex that is you know, required for, for social memory complex eventually, because we can do this individually. And that's fine, you know, but as a collective, we don't have that support. It's almost like we don't have, you know, schools, even though I'm not a proponent of schools, but you get the analogy here. <laughs> uh, we don't have the institution. Oh my God, institution is a bad word. But, you know, we don't have the tribe. We don't have the uh, third to fourth density tribe. That's what's happening. Well, I say, however, the third density climate of planetary consciousness is returning this process. Okay, yes, I said that, or I explained that part. At this particular nexus, the possibility-probability vortices indicate somewhere between 100 and 700 of your years of transition period. Uh, I don't know why Ross said this. Um, I mean, I don't know why it's uh, it's 100 and 700 years. Like, is 700 years the maximum? Is it going to be more? Is it going to be less? They say also that, you know, this can be accurate due to the volatility, which I'll explain in a little bit. But um, we're talking about 100 years, so that puts us in 2081 all the way up to, uh, I can't make the math, uh, 2681, is that what it is, I guess? Um, <laughs> so we are, uh, it's a long range, but when you consider the time 
the time frame of all these these transitions. Remember, it took uh, 1350, uh, 1350 years f to make the transition between second and third, but that was also because of our longevity back then. So I'm not sure, you know, how this is going to be. The thing is that it's uh, it's a little difficult, in my opinion, to compare second and third to third to fourth. Why? Because second to third, it's mostly a change in DNA and animal behavior, and this new bright consciousness that will shine, you know, in the brain as everything has a custom or evolved towards that. Now we have the ability to have language and to uh, get together, and now our body change physically too to depend on each other and so on. So you know, it's a mostly physical thing that happens, whereas the shift between third and fourth is a metaphysical one as well. Like the body will change as the body will change as much as consciousness change from animal to human. You understand what I'm saying here? You will get more metaphysical change as in terms of heart opening and further energy centers if you want to and if you can um, than physical changes. The physical changes will be as a side effect, actually, of the, the metaphysical changes that we have to make. This is my speculation, though. Um, so, yeah, the volatility of our uh, of our peoples is raw at some point. I forgot which session this is. This is further down the line, I think. We haven't covered this. They say that um, we can we can shift in one great moment of inspiration or something like that, meaning that at any point. Our consciousness can shift and everybody say, oh, okay, we are supposed to be a collective. Oh, we're not animals after all. We're there. You know, it's funny. Well, again, you know, this is going to be a topic to discuss a little bit of this session uh, at the end or towards the end, maybe in a bit. I don't know. Um, but also in the next session, we're going to explore it deeply. Um, but we have that consciousness. You know, we think we're animals. And, you know, that realization is really the stepping stone for us to say, oh, now that we are a collective and that we depend on each other and the, the we depend on the planet too. That's another thing that nobody cares. I mean, we're destroying the oceans, we're destroying the Amazon and so on. I mean, it's not going to prevent the session. It's only making it more difficult. It's, it's all there is, you know. Um, and that's why, you know, in terms of planetary changes, I think I've had my... Uh, my share of that at the beginning i cared a lot because i didn't know all this ascension process but as i got deep into the raw material it's not that i don't care about the environment of course i do but to think that we're going to destroy ourselves that's not going to happen on a metaphysical point of view uh climate change is happening because we're destroying the planet not because climate change you know is a thing other than the political one or rather the political one is the fake one <laughs> we know things are changing naturally it just happens but we are accelerating some destructions which is normal but in any case you know i don't want to get into climate change uh but these you know these things are minor these things have nothing to do with with ascension and yet um you know we we must realize that obviously we depend on on the earth i mean it, we are an organism we're a cosmic organism we need to at least realize that we're we're a, a collective organism with the planet, but we haven't even realized that we are a collective, you know, species. <laughs> we are in survival mode still because somebody decided to twist everything that Darwin said 
about the origin of species and they said, oh, like, you know, it's a survival of the fittest, which he didn't actually say. Uh, it's just, you can see how much political and institutional uh, arrogance has gotten in the way for this, but I strongly digress. Deeply digress. Let's go into the next question before I keep going on my on my rant. Question 9, session 40. Don says, has the vibration of the basic photon of all our particles increased in frequency already? Great question. Ross says, this is correct. It is this influence which has begun to cause thoughts to become things. As an example, you may observe the thoughts of anger becoming those cells of the physical bodily complex going out of control to become what you call the cancer. Wow, okay. I hope I hope I have enough time. Maybe this session's gonna run uh, a little bit more than an hour, I'm not sure. We don't have that many questions left, but there's so much to talk about here. Okay, so let's go back, rewind. In the last video, we talked about the uh, basic vibration of the photon in terms of densities and how that affects the environment in which evolution happens in terms of densities, uh, I mean entities, entities evolving, right? So basic vibration, as a, uh, as a recap, from second density to third density changes geometrically to a different type of pattern that it's just a way of saying we evolve. And the, th the same thing happened already as Don um, um, intelligently surmised that it changed already because we crossed that and we're gonna get into that too, into how we crossed it, when we crossed it and the whole thing. So as a, as a basic change, we are evolving. But the evolution, like I said before, it's not so much physical, even though physical is a side effect, as cancer is a side effect of the changes metaphysical. <laughs> See how this all is interwoven? So what they're saying is that, okay, a change, we're in four density now, and it's this influence which has begun to cause thoughts to become things. Now, there's two things here. Uh, well, first of all, everything. Manifesting. You see how, you know, lately everybody's been talking about the law of attraction and manifesting things and, you know, listening to this music for five minutes and you're, you'll manifest your life tomorrow, you know, <laughs> kind of thing. I love society's uh, idiosyncrasy. So, <laughs> manifest everything. Well, this is the basis, at least the physical and scientific, the science of metaphysics that became becomes... Um, uh, the manifesting qualities that we have now and that it increases over time, of course, is that this new vibration makes thoughts more visible. This is why also, uh, I'm, I'm here speculating now, but I'm saying I've heard people, which I think it's it, there, there's a, an element of truth here, that we are manifesting a lot of our karma. You know, whatever karma, like karma is almost instant right now. So we gotta pay attention to what we do. Also, we have a uh, possibility to manifest the reality, the reality that we came here to experience. That means that all that we have avoided before, it's coming faster to us. And the key thing is acceptance. Accept anything that's going in your life and you'll, you're gonna see how smooth it goes. You know, it, it sounds simple, but it is simple. It's that simple actually. Accept your reality as it is, no matter where you are, how much you got, or whatever it is that you value or don't have, then you should value less or value as 
as a not a transient thing but as a intemporal thing i mean there's so much to say here but all of that is causing to manifest uh, our reality because our thoughts what we want and a lot of our thoughts the majority of them are subconscious a lot of them are unconscious too which are programmed as we have seen catalysts in the past sessions i mean everything gets connected here when we talk about four density vibrations as the basis of evolution of the mind body spirit complex because it's all united here so they use the example of thoughts of anger becoming those cells of the physical bodily complex going out of control to become what you call the cancer so cancer um emotions we've that, that's another science that has been evolving recently which is phenomenal how our emotions actually are trapped in our body and that over time as we don't as we as we ignore it a lot of it is subconscious and which means that it comes as a catalyst but we're still kind of like oh no no no, i don't want to deal with that um it will eventually become disease because it's this ease in the body uh, there is a unnatural vibration caused by emotions in your body which your tissue responds to naturally you are rejecting a part of you and if cancer is anything is literally a rejection of the body the cancer cells are completely foreign to our dna and the way we're supposed to behave biologically so cancer is that and thoughts of anger are rapidly changing i would say into cancer uh this is also i mean i don't know what other um emotions may cause cancer too but you can put all the negative emotions into the bag of um disease whatever it may be you know it could be inflammatory disease it could be uh whatever calcification or uh, atherosclerosis I have a problem saying that in English. <laughs> Atherosclerosis, I think it is. Um, you know, just anything can be a function of emotions. Um, so there is, there is, I mean, there's so much we can get into health in terms of, you know, our emotions and stuff here. But that is, uh, that is the basic premise. Our, our vibration has changed, and now our emotions are causing things to manifest. Now, of course, positive emotions, even though Ra doesn't mention it, but it's a as a you know as as the other side of of the coin you know by the same token that you have uh, positive emotions that are going to manifest a positive reality in you positive health and so on so you know you are in charge of your health well, isn't that funny you know that we would say this here i suspect that in the future youtube might want to uh ban this video as well for me saying that you know, we don't depend on external influences to keep our health in check. It is ourselves. We will see. <laughs> Please, YouTube, don't do that. Uh, increase your consciousness, your AI consciousness. I appreciate that. All right. I appreciate going to the next question, which is question 10, Don Sane. What, assuming that we are, our vibration, I am assuming this vibration started increasing about between 20 and 30 years ago. Is this correct? Uh, this is awesome. I don't know where Don got it. I don't know if it was from a previous session. But Ross says the first harbingers of this harbingers, harbingers of this were approximately 45 of your years ago. 
the energies vibrating more intensely through the 40-year period preceding the final movement of vibratory matter, shall we say, through the quantum leap, as you would call it. So, um, where, when did it all start? 1936, uh, taken into consideration that this was channeled in 1981. So 1936, again, it wasn't like a, you know, a, a sudden shift. It's a gradual thing that's been happening. And 1936, where the first uh, harbingers, I think it's how you pronounce it, uh, of this, okay, so that's when, when we started getting, you know, this, um, this vibrations to change. And then I'm not sure when they say the energies vibrating more intensely through the 40 year period preceding the final movement of vibratory matter. Uh, and the quantum leap, I believe everybody has been saying was 2012, and I agree. But I'm not sure if this was, if we take it that way, then it was 1972 to 2012, right? So that would be 40 year period. That would be, you know, the time where, you know, it intensely increased. It would be interesting to see the development of cancer in the past 50 years, I think, right? Almost 50 years or more than 50 years at this point. Um, if there has been an increase in cancer there, I haven't looked that up. If you do, please let me know in the comments. I might forget. Um, but yeah, that's what they're saying. You know, the, the, incre the, the intensity just increased in those 40 year, uh, that 40 year period. Which, by the phrase quantum leap, I suppose is 2012, so that was 1972, or around there, so that's where we're getting. Um, not much to unpack there. Don says, question 11, starting then, 45 years ago, and taking the entire increase in vibration that we will experience at this density change, approximately what percentage of the way through this increase of vibration are we right now? Ra says the vibration, whoop, the vibratory nature of your environment is true color green. This is at this time heavily overwoven with the orange ray of planetary consciousness. However, the nature of quanta is such that the movement over the boundary is that of discrete placement of vibratory level. Okay, really good one here too. So I forgot what Don asked. <laughs> uh, starting then 45 years ago and taking increase and vibratory. Uh, Approximately what percentages? Okay, so where are we at, basically? Um, and Ross says, okay, so what is true color green? Uh, shout out to Luke, who is part of the audience. Thank you, my man, for asking this question. And I recently responded to that at the moment of this recording, actually today. Um, and funny enough, that's that, that was Luke's question. You know, what's the difference between true color green, yellow, whatever, or colors. And when they say true color, it's easy to equate it just to density. Okay, the density, uh, fourth density is true color green. Third density is yellow, uh, true color yellow. Now colors are the sub-densities, like the sub-densities, sub-density planes, uh, or sub-planes that we have here on Earth. Third density, of course, Earth, is where we are kind of tuned into I see, you know, I just want to see it in a 4D aspect, 4D being four-dimensional of space, that we are flowing as a prism of um, a prismatic instrument, which we are, through this sub-density. Sub so yellow color 
is our Manipura chakra, third chakra. And that is, um, that's yellow. But that yellow exists in true color density, uh, true color yellow, which is third density. So that is the difference between true, true color and colors, densities or sub-densities. This is at this time heavily overwhelming with the orange ray of planetary consciousness. So now you see when they're talking about true color or green, they're talking about four density vibrations are kind of, uh, like they say, overwoven, meaning uh, all, you know, entangled or uh, tinged by our planetary consciousness, which is orange ray. You know, we're supposed to be yellow. What did I say before? We're supposed to be yellow. However, planetary consciousness is into me, me and myself. What it is, you know, that it is for me, you know, uh, what am I getting out of this? You know, what it's, what, what's in it for me? You know, it's, it's all about me right now. How do I look? You know, how do I, um, you know, who am I, you know, in terms of society and, but not in yellow ray. We're not even in yellow ray, you know, as a societal, I mean, planetary consciousness is in orange. We took a step back into animal. With our new consciousness, we just took a step back into animal. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean, this is great. This is, you know, territorialism. Uh, and uh, see, oh my God, we're gonna get so much into this next session, but just to give you an idea, our political structures are based for yellow ray development in the negative. Corporations, schools, medical systems, everything is established. And I know this is going to hurt a lot of people, but I know you guys are not sensitive individuals to this information. In fact, you thrive on this information. So that's why I'm saying it. And if not, I'm sorry, <laughs> but it's the truth. Everything in our society as a structure, as a mechanism, as a system, the control system is based for development of negative polarization, which is phenomenal for the people here who want to graduate into four density negative. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm not saying, you know, it's, we shouldn't have that. No, to the contrary, the more we have this and the more we can develop in positive polarity, because we don't need that. But we need to realize that. That's why the majority of the people, because the majority of people are good hearted. The majority of people here are positive oriented, but they have bought into the societal structure, the power struggles and, you know, the control system. And so they feel miserable with themselves, but they need to go on because they haven't even gotten to glimpses of the green ray, which means that no matter what happens to you, you know, you are fine. You know, you're not this body. So, I mean, consciousness is just a huge thing. And this is why, ah, uh, there's an anomaly. <laughs> this is the anomaly in terms of vibration. So that's why, you know, this awakening uh, means really, you know, it's a, it's nothing, you know, hocus pocus. This is not, you know, spirituality in the woo woo sense. You know, this is, this is real stuff. I mean, you have to realize if you want to keep going and progress in your consciousness. Uh, but this gets really, you know, into so much stuff that I don't want to get into. You get the idea, though. That's what they mean when they say that this is heavily overwoven with the orange ray of planetary consciousness. Me, my identity, who I am. And not who I am, you know, as the I am concept of seven density. <laughs> not that one. It's actually orange ray, I am, I exist. You know, I'm, a, I'm an animal. 
However, the nature of quanta is such that the movement over the boundary is that of discrete placement of vibratory level. I'm not sure what they meant here, um, but they're saying however, which means that the nature of quanta um, is such that the movement of the bound over the boundary is that of discrete planes. See, I believe that this is no matter what you know what our planetary consciousness is, we are in four density, and that is uh, unequivocally what is going to guide the future of Earth. There is no elitism, there is no Illuminati, no Cabal, no nothing that is going to go over the cosmic plan. This is another thing that it's easy to understand in the law of one context and in the model that is not, you know, some saviors, ETs that are going to come here and oh my god, we're going to be saved and Jesus comes back and blah 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 and all this stuff, you know, no offense to people who are sensitive to this. But the really truth, and I think most will agree, is that this salvation is really a liberation from our previous consciousness into the new one because the vibrations are there. So if you continue to live in second and even third density, you will have a hard time living in this planet, period. That's just how it is. The more you shift into fourth density, and this planet has shift into positive uh, fourth density, for those who don't know, this was uh, expressed by Kuo, if I don't remember, if I remember correctly. Uh, but in any case, we we have shifted already, and yeah, you know that's uh, that's where we're heading. That's what they're saying. You know, however, the nature of quanta is such that the movement over the boundary is that discrete placement at the vibratory level. To me, that's what it means. You know, we have crossed that boundary. Um, we just have to keep going with the ride. And hey, the ride is fun. It's loving, unconditional love. Who says no to that, right? Let's go on. Don continues, you mentioned that thoughts of anger now are causing cancer. Can you expand on this mechanism as it acts as a catalyst or its complete purpose? Ra obliges and says, the fourth density is one of revealed information. Selves are not hidden to self or other selves. The imbalances or distortions which are of a destructive nature show, therefore, in more obvious ways the vehicle of the mind-body-spirit complex thus acting as a teaching resource for self-revelation. These illnesses, such as cancer, are correspondingly very amenable to self-healing once the mechanism of the destructive influence has been grasped by the individual. Healing cancer. Here we go. So, if the nature of cancer is these negative emotions, let's just call them negative emotions. Are they saying cancer here as anger as well? Uh, destructive nature. No, they just mentioned. Do they? I don't know. I just read it and I forgot. <laughs> um, let's go. You know, one by one. The first, the fourth density is one of revealed information. Fourth density, when we are finally, you know, through the transition, which means body changes, you know, consciousness changing, heart opening, everybody in unison, unity. You know, the the beginnings, the foundation of unity starts in fourth density as a fifty-one percent or more service to other society, social memory complex beginnings. So the fourth density is one of revealed information. That means that whatever other uh, information that I have hidden because I'm afraid, because I feel I'm going to be judged or anything. I mean, we can do these, these exercises here. Anything that you feel that is embarrassing about yourself or, you know, I was molested as a child, it's a very common thing. I was, you know, sexually abused. I was, you know, verbally abused or physically abused. And these things are, you know, they, they bring shame to me. 
Well, the more you can heal this by knowing who you truly are, this is, a, you know, the, the direct path, you know, the shortcut to it. <laughs> or simply by doing all the work, I don't know, psychedelic plans, psychology, whichever method you want to, but you want to accept that and re release that energy. Then the more you're able to talk about this stuff, you know, and to, to be, you know, yes, you know, that was my past. That's, that happened to this body. That happened to this, uh, this mind, so to speak, but not to me. Never happened to me. So that is that is the nature of four density. We are crystal clear with each other, and that makes us, you know, unite better because I know who you are. It's almost like meeting a stranger. You don't know who the person is, or yeah, you, know, you feel kind of cautious. But the more you know, a friend is the complete opposite. A really good friend, which you share everything with. You know, you can see the difference there. So we're all going to be friends, you know, really good friends, best friends in four density. The imbalances or distortions, which are of the destructive nature, show, therefore, in a more obvious way. Okay, so uh, basically the imbalances or distortions, which are destructive in nature, um, in our body, they show as illness. They show as a vehicle uh, sort of resource for ourselves to have self-revelation, self accepting that. If you can't process an emotion, your body will process it, and it will process it as disease. Negative emotions I'm talking about. So, um, acting as a teaching resource of self-revelation. You know, the, the more you analyze your body, you know, what's happening in my body? Why do I have cancer? Why do I have, you know, uh, organ um, disease? Whatever it may be, pancreatic, uh, I don't know, um, pancreatic cancer, um, which can be, but uh, hepatitis or, you know, um, diabetes, you know, it could be too. I mean, there's a lot of uh, nutrition, which we're going to get to here, <laughs> funny enough. Uh, but yeah, it's just, it's knowing your body. These illnesses such as cancer are correspondingly very um, uh, amenable, amenable, amenable to uh, self-healing. Once the mechanism of the destructive influence. So once you realize what's causing your cancer in terms of emotions, it's easier. You know, this, this is why a lot of people find healing cancer by, uh, by changing their lives basically. And it's always like, well, you know, I just became a lot more positive. I realized that death wasn't whatever, you know, it's just a mental change. And in the same way, I have lost both my parents in the past year, not even a year. Both my parents, my father recently died from cancer as well. And I can tell you that the shift that happened in them to be diagnosed with cancer, because they were both super healthy to a certain degree. My mother was a little bit unhealthy, um, but they both had the, um, you know, their life was fine. And all of a sudden, well, my father, my father was because of my mother's death. Um, he just basically didn't want to live anymore. And lo and behold, cancer, after 60-something years, almost 70 years of being the healthiest person alive. But your emotions, who you want to be or not to be, is what's causing your body to change. And what we would call, I, I, I hate to use this term of, as decay, but it really is the decay of the body or the preparation of the body for death is what my father experienced in terms of cancerous growth and acceleration of death. Um, because that's just how it is. The body is the most intelligent thing we can ever imagine to understand. So, um, so see, you know, uh, you can be very healthy, but all of a sudden, you know, change, you shift your mind and you don't want to live anymore. And sure enough, you will develop some sort of disease that will 
make you die because you don't want to live. I mean, what's the opposite of not wanting to live? Or what's the result of not wanting to live? You want to die. <laughs> so that's what will happen. And it's a conscious uh, decision. Which again, you know, it, it's it's key to remember that is our, our higher self knows better how to deal with this. Once we have done what we have to do here, or we feel that it's, it's over, you know, I'm done. I don't want to, just don't want to live anymore. That's just how it rolls. So, um, yeah, in that way also, but in the opposite, you know, as well, if you get cancer and you realize, like, my God, you know, I haven't, um, I don't know, I, I still have this grudge against my brother, you know, I hate my brother, you know, maybe I should just make peace before I die and, oh, cancer healed. <laughs> you don't know. So there we go. All right. Running out of time here. I feel I don't know, I'm always pressed by time. Don says, then you are saying that cancer is quite easily healed mentally and is a good teaching tool because it is quite easily healed mentally. Hmm. And once the entity forgives the other self at whom he is angry, cancer will disappear. Is this correct? I wish it was that easy. Ra says, this is partially correct. The other portion of healing has to do with forgiveness of self and a greatly heightened respect for the self. This may conveniently be expressed by taking care in dietary matters. This is quite frequently a part of the healing and forgiving process. Your basic premise is correct. So it is that simple in terms of forgiving or um, ameliorating or eliminating, you know, whatever uh, root of that emotional charge that you still have, which is in a way, I think the word anger can be used for anything else because you can be depressed. Depressed is anger against something. Uh, you could be an anxious person. That could be anger against something expressed in a different way. Um, I'm trying to use the word anger to express all the negative emotions that we feel because uh, I feel that Ra is using anger alone. And may, a lot of people may not feel like they're angry. You know, I'm not angry about this and that. But you don't know that you have some sort of, you know, rejection towards something. That is anger. Um, you need the opposite of anger is, you know, joy. I mean, you have, I think, in terms of emotion, I don't know if it's appropriate to have um, specific antonyms for emotions, but in this case, we have that, you know, we, we can, we can switch to, to a different emotion and, and feel the difference because we are no longer afraid or in anger or, you know, it's so many negative emotions in general, let's put it that way. Um, so what do they say? The other portion of healing has to do with forgiveness of self, which really is, you know, Don used like forgiving the other self, but that's not enough. You know, like you have to forgive yourself and forgiveness of the self, if I can add this, has to do with you accepting that anything that happened in the past, you are not in charge of that. You do not need to carry that with you. Whatever you did in the past, it doesn't matter as long as you don't have an emotional charge attached to it. So that is forgiveness of the self. It's that simple. You know, detaching, cording, uh, cutting cords in the uh, the Buddhist meditation um, type of exercise. So this may conveniently be expressed by taking care in dietary manners. That's another, uh, well, they say heightened respect for the self. We'll talk about dietary manners um, matters. This is quite frequently a part of the healing and forgiving process. Of course, um, a lot of our negative emotions are also attached to our way of eating, the way we behave. And I, I'll just give a very extreme example. Some people eat because uh, they just want to feed themselves. And no offense, of course, I live in the U.S. I'm a U.S. I'm U.S. born, even though I wasn't raised here. But I feel more a U.S. Um, uh, 
citizen, denizen, <laughs> than Venezuela at this point because I've lived, I think, longer now here. In any case, you know, this is not... I mean, if, I don't even need to say this, but Americans have a very poor relationship with food in that they treat it as... Not even as air. I mean, air, you, you only take what you, what you can breathe. Uh, but uh, our relationship with food is, is destructive, you know. And when we know that f about 50% or more of the produced food, including animal products, which is a disgrace, ends up in the garbage, you know you have a terrible relationship with food. And that is respect for the self. That is respect for, for the individual. Because what you're eating, what you're corresponding to your uh, to your allocated you know piece of energy that the planet has given you you know you take that with respect so uh, that is part of the healing and uh, forgiving process um, we're, we're gonna get more into dietary stuff so I don't want to expand too much here let's go on Don says in dietary matters what would be the foods that one would include and what would be the foods that one would exclude in a general way, for the most of, for the most or the greatest care of one's bodily complex, I can tell you as a nutrition coach, this question, uh, I can see it. I can, I can just see it. You know, it's just very simplistic. You know, what should I eat? What should I not eat? <laughs> Ross says, firstly, we underline and emphasize that this information is not to be understood literally, but as a link or psychological nudge for the body and the mind and the spirit. Thus, it is the care and respect for the self that is the true thing of importance. In this light, we may iterate the basic information given for this instrument's diet, the vegetables, the fruits, the grains, and to the extent necessary for the individual metabolism, the animal products. These are those substances showing respect for the self. Now, let me be um, honest here. I come from a background of bodybuilding where I had a terrible relationship with food and with my body as well in terms of how I treated it because it was a product of my efforts and not something to uh, revere, you know, and, and, and worship my body. So I had a terrible relationship because everything that I ate was with a purpose of building muscle, being lean, and all this stuff. That is the key thing. So what should I eat? Should I become vegan? Should I be vegetarian? Should I have uh, Ayurvedic? You know, should I be you know ketosis? Should I be uh, low carb? Should I be you know uh, whatever? You know, high protein. It has nothing to do with that. You know, and this is a point that I get a lot. You know, I I have a plant-based uh, diet, and I call it plant-based because I more and more I'm beginning to be um, disassociated with that term veganism. And again, you know, people who are sensitive to this, I am sorry, but the truth is the truth. When things are taken to an extreme, there is um, there is a loss of uh, of perception. And I, I, I maintain, I try to maintain myself as keen as possible in terms of how I feel I identify myself because identities are an issue. In any case, um, with veganism, there's a lot of spirituality in there too. You know, oh, you know, I'm, I'm very spiritual because I'm vegan and I respect the animals. True, thank you, but the moment you say it, <laughs> it goes away. 
Uh, so don't say it, <laughs> even if you believe it. I mean, uh, say what you want. But the truth is that there is no spiritual diet. You know, there is no spiritual foods that you should have or demonic food that, you know, it's going to make you whatever. However, there is respect for the self. And the self is not the individual self. When Ra says self, they are talking about the collective self. This is my interpretation. I don't believe they're saying, you know, you as a human is a very specific. When they say metabolism, individual metabolism, that's another story and we'll get to that. So, um, there is no specific food because it's your relationship with food. You can eat animals, that's fine. You know, you can eat, uh, I don't know, you can eat nothing. You can be all fasting, you know, and just eat, uh, I mean, you can be a uh, brie, what do they call them? Breatharians? Breatharians? That's a thing, you know, don't eat anything. It's your relationship with what do you eat? Um, vegetarian, whatever, you know, so many fruitarians. I don't care. Whatever you eat, just have respect for the self, which means everything. And like I said, you know, our relationship with, with food is, uh, it's terrible in a, in, a, in a Western way, or at least in, in a global way now, because it's, it's globally. So um, it's not literal, it's a link or psychological nudge for the body, the mind and the spirit. And it's the respect and care for the self that is the true thing of importance. How you care for your body. Like I said, I did not care with love for my body. I pounded terribly with weights and uh, all kinds of routines for bodybuilding and rotations of macro cycles and all these things and different exercises that would just, my body was uh, disintegrating at some point. I mean, I had the aesthetic body that was yay, but my body was suffering. And the food that I was eating, you know, there was a lot of meat and protein, which I think is unnecessary at this point for my evolution, of course, everybody's doing their thing. Uh, but yeah, I just learned that and I, so I'm just using myself as an example because it's the closest thing I have that I actually, um, I realized what I wanted to eat, what I didn't want to eat and how I felt about it. That was the key thing, not to impose on anybody, not to say that I found, you know, of course, there's always a little pride into knowing that, wow, you know, this is working for me. I want to express it and communicate it to others. It doesn't mean, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the, the magical diet. And even from a reductionist point of view, like I said, as a nutrition coach, I can tell you there was no specific diet for bodybuilding. You know, we just emphasize, just eat a lot of protein. <laughs> and even that I'm questioning right now. And a lot of people are too, because that's based on bro science. To a degree, you know, there's some, there's some uh, research showing maybe some hints, but I think there's a lot of bro science there. So we don't need to eat that much protein. If you knew the amount of protein that I eat now, <laughs> on average, uh, I really cut it like a, by a third, um, or at most half of what I used to eat. So yeah, I can tell you there's a lot to know about nutrition, but the key thing, like they say, is the relationship that you have. This is um, this is important. Okay, so. In this slide, we may iterate the basic information given this instrument's diet, meaning Carla, what they gave Carla. I like the order in which they say this, not because I don't eat animal products, because I think animal products are 
very necessary to the body, but it's a matter of your uh, your direction, your ethics, or how you see food. Vegetables are for sure, you know, uh, really important. Fruits, ah, to me, not that much, but hey, Ross says it. But they don't eat fruits, so why do we know? You know, I don't think fruits are that important. <laughs> but some fruits, okay, vegetable fruits, grains, um, of course, yes, they have they have a lot of nutrients that we don't find in other places, and then the to the extent necessary for the individual metabolism. There are people who are not meant to eat certain foods, certain animal products. That is so logical. We still have our third density body, which evolved in certain regions, eating certain foods. So there are some foods that are not appropriate for certain bodies. We don't know that when we're so mixed like I am, you know, who am I? Am I white? Am I Spanish? Is Spanish even a race? Am I black? Am I, I don't know, you know. <laughs> so you need to make your own decisions and you, you need to be your own, uh, I used to call myself, uh, myself a lab rat in bodybuilding because I used to experiment on myself and see, all right, let me try this diet and see how it works. I tried every possible diet you can possibly, even the most extreme weird ones <laughs> that I exposed myself Oh my God, one day I'll make a video talking about this. Um, but yeah, you have to experiment. And I love what they say that the animal products is something that is uh, dependent on the individual metabolism. Okay, so again, there's no way to say, you know, I, um, I would love to eat eggs, but I don't like the production of eggs near me. Um, and there are some logistics in the house, which I'm getting off track of the law of one here, but Eggs, I would definitely eat, and fish to a degree too. That's how I feel my body calls, but in any case, um, we, we need to listen. You know, maybe when you eat the fish, you say, all right, not that good. <laughs> or you say, yeah, great, you know, I needed it. Um, some people have gone vegan and their body just completely, you know, becomes dysfunctional and they need to integrate again meats and so on. Like you have to try with your body. All right, Ra has more to say, and I have a lot more to say, but I need to cut it here. Ra continues and says, in addition, though this has not been mentioned for this instrument, is not in need of purification. For this instrument is not in need of purification. Those entities in need of purging the self of a poison, thought form, or emotion complex do well to take care in following a program of careful fasting until this, the destructive thought forms has been purged uh, purge analogously with the byproducts of ridding the physical vehicle of excess material. Again, you see the value not to the body complex, but used as a link for the mind and spirit. Thus, self reveals self to self. Okay, I'm gonna reread this because I read it terribly. Um, we're talking about fasting now. Fasting as a means for healing and as a dietary approach as well, because, well, the absence of a diet. Uh, actually, diet, if I remember correctly, means a way of living, dieta. Um, but in any case, it also, it's, it's also part of it. So they say, in addition, though this has not been mentioned for this instrument is not in need of purification. Yeah, imagine Carla fasting with 80 pounds doing these sessions. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> she was not in need of this. Uh, but not because of losing weight, but because of, I like what they say, those entities in need of purging the self of a poison thought form or emotion complex do well to take care in following a program of careful fasting until the destructive thought forms 
has been purged analogously with the byproducts of ridding the physical vehicle of excess material. So we have two things here. The thought form, which is a, um, a sort of entity in and of itself that lives in us and with us and it's fed by us and our emotions. And then there is the excess material, physical excess material, which is, you know, how we purge ourselves physically with a fast. And I'll talk about fasting in a bit. I wish I could expand more because I am big on fasting. Um, and I have actually have, um, if, many, if anybody wants this stuff, I made a, um, it's like a blog when I started fasting a couple of years ago intensely. But in any case, um, let me know. Again, you see the value. Okay, so the thought form, we purge that. There's a couple of benefits in fasting that I see. First, the physical one. There's a lot. I mean, you can find so much information now about fasting, even bodybuilders. Uh, the intermittent fasting uh, kind of not created because this was uh, this was a different, I forgot what they, they, they used to call it. Uh, but Martin uh, Martin Birkin, the um, the creator of Lean Gangs in bodybuilding, he he really talked about this intermittent fasting and uh, time restricted feeding. I think is what it's called. It was called in the literature uh, time restricted feeding, which meant you know you fast for sixteen hours and you eat for eight hours. There's a benefit there. There's a benefit for twenty, twenty two, and twenty four hours, uh, and beyond that, which. People in the clinical studies don't talk about it, but I do. There is a mental benefit from, and spiritual as well, from going beyond the 24 hours. And, uh, you know, you go to 48, 72 a week, or even, you know, the, um, the spiritual 40-day fast, which I've never done. I don't know if I'll ever do it. But fasting does create a shift in your consciousness, in your behavior, your perceptions. And I believe that's where uh, the purging of thought forms may happen because it, re it really is an altered state of consciousness to me. When you go beyond the 48, 24-48 uh, hours of fast, I mean, when I do it, it feels incredible. Especially before doing a ceremony uh, with ayahuasca or it's just phenomenal. They recommend fasting for that too. Diet is such a key thing if you want to shift your consciousness. I don't have enough time to talk about all the benefits of this. Um, maybe in the future I'll start talking about nutrition for uh, spirituality in not in a clickbaity way because it sounds weird, but you know what I mean. So yeah, that's uh, what I think they're referring to, using fasting as a means for purging your thought forms as well as excess material in the body. So again, you see the value not to the body complex, but use as a link for the mind and spirit. See, you know, not for the body complex. Like it's not, you know, to, to eat for that or not eat for that. It's just a link for the mind and the spirit because it does, you know, um, it does create that, that, uh, that connection with yourself. And that's what they say at the end. Does self reveals self to self. A lot of selves there, but <laughs> in essence, it's just you finding out who you are, how you feel, and all this stuff. I mean, again, I can go on for a while here. Don says, question 15, session 40 still. Thank you, a very important concept. Does the fact that basic vibration that we experience now is green true color or four density account for the fact that there are many mental effects upon material objects 
that are now observable for the first time in a mass way, like the bending of metal by mines. Whoa, this is so 80s. Ra says, this shall be the final query in total of this working. This is not only correct, but we suggest you take this concept further and understand the great number of entities which the so-called mental diseases being due to the effect of this green ray true color upon the mental configurations of those unready mentally to face the self for the first time. All right, so mental uh, metal bending, uh, like the matrix, I don't have, I, I always have a spoon here. Not always, but sometimes I have a spoon here. So I don't have a spoon here, but the matrix, you know, bending the spoon. Um, I'm not sure how this works. I'm not into this, even though I know there's been research and there's been, um, observation i think in china for some reason there was a lot of this so i'm not really familiar with this metal bending um but ross says that yes it's it's not only correct but they want to take it a you know further into the i like how they always bring it to me ra is like buddha metaphysical buddha that's how I see it so many times. Metaphysical Buddhism. <laughs> because Buddhism is not about metaphysics. So this is uh, Buddhism, metaphysical Buddhism. They take it like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Metal bending is a thing. But also take it to the effect that, oh, by the way, the question was, you know, these vibrations, I think you got it at this point. True color green vibrations, how they affect, you know, uh, the conscious being into doing, you know, extraordinary things but Ra also you know takes it to that point to the entities with so-called mental diseases uh, are because they're not ready to believe or not ready yeah they say unready mentally to face the self for the first time um, I'm not sure if this means mental disease in say because we call and I would agree with Ra in this way I'm going to interpret it this way but I'm going to leave space for interpretation that they also meant people with so-called mental disease like uh, Down syndrome or autism or any other disease that we called, um, you know, that we may call somebody who has a different state of consciousness because that's all it is. It's a different state of consciousness. But we, with our control system, we say, oh, this person is not fit for, you know, doing the, the grind work. Good. Good for them. You know, um, so happy for them. <laughs> they don't have to go into that grinding machine. Um, so we say, oh, they're, you know, they're limited, they're handicapped, and they're this whole thing. You know, and to me, it's just, you just see the world differently, man. You know, good, good for you. <laughs> I mean, we should, we should learn from them, actually. We should learn from them and not toss them aside like, oh, yeah, mental disease. So I don't know if they referred to that. But because also in psychiatry, we call mental disease almost anybody who has, you know, people with, you know, LSD experiences. You know, we may call them, you know, uh, got a mental disease, uh, schizophrenia to a to a degree. I mean, uh, depression can be a mental disease. I mean, they age. Uh, what do they call it? ADHD, attention deficit disorder, or whatever. I mean, it's just it's a it's a it's a comical uh, cop out behavior that we have in society in respect to consciousness because we don't understand it and so i don't know if these people who are prone to mental disease are simply those who cannot uh, or are unready mentally to face the self for the first time because what does four density mean apocalypse apocalypse means revelation or lifting of the veil 
revealing, right? What is, is it that's being revealed? The veil is taken out and you're revealing yourself, who you are. You are God, you are the universe. You know, this whole thing is you. Everything that's happening is you. I am you. You picked me to talk to you about this in this moment. You are doing this. You know, it's not you as the individual identity. It's you as the universe. So all of us are just, you know, the same person talking to itself. That is the real insane one. The creator is insane talking to himself or herself. Don't be offended. I'm always cautious about this stuff. Why, why, why? Herself, himself, whatever. Creator, genderless. Um, all right. I think that covers that. Last question. 16. Uh, I don't know. Did Ross has to have... Whatever. Uh, Don says, just two. Two more questions. He means, with respect to what you just said, would then people incarnating here by seniority of vibration who incarnate for the service to self-path be ones who would have extreme difficulty mentally with this green ray vibration? Good question. But Ross says this is incorrect. It is rather the numbers who have distracted themselves and failed to prepare for this transition, yet who are somewhat susceptible to its influence, who may be affected. And that is the end. Let's unpack this because it's a really good question. Now, Don is saying, I think he said two questions. Did he ask, actually ask two questions? With respect to what you just said, with then people incarnating here by seniority of vibration, that means the people, like I said, that have priority to, um, to incarnate because of their vibration. They are ready for four density uh, harvest, whether it be positive or negative, they do have preference and balance lies there. Uh, for service to self path. Now he's talking about the negative, see? Like the negatives who are ready for, uh, for harvest or very ready for harvest, be ones who would have extreme difficulty mentally with, the green, with this green ray vibration. Not really, and I can see why Ross says this is incorrect, and we'll unpack that now. Uh, Don is asking if the people who have negative beings who are coming here for harvest of four density will have problems with green ray. Not at all, because they're not interested at all with green ray. They're thriving, actually, in this control system that I alluded before was based on yellow ray uh, vibrations. So... Yeah, so see, Ra is asking about the people... Ra is answering those who have issues and not answering the negative ones. My speculation is that the negative ones, obviously, when they come here, they uh, they use the yellow ray vibrations to their benefit. They don't care about green ray. You know, that Drake uh, meme, you know, it's like green gray, meh. You know, yellow, hmm. Yellow ray, yes, let's use this because they need to... That's what they use. They use red, orange, and yellow to polarize negatively. So that's my speculation. Ross says, it is rather the numbers who have distracted themselves and failed to prepare for this transition. So basically, all those in the... Um, and you can see this. I mean, this is a collective mental, so-called mental disease that everybody is suffering and misery and depression and anxiety, fear, jealousy, envy, blah, blah, blah. All of this is happening because people haven't prepared for this. It's not their fault. It's not them. It's not their responsibility. Well, it is their responsibility, but it's not, they're not guilty of it. They're just, you know, receiving what came from prior uh, ancestry uh, heritage. 
So they, they fail to prepare the, the, yet who are somewhat susceptible to its influence. So see, susceptible to, their, to its influence, to the green ray, because they want to feel the green. They're feeling the green in them because they're positive. The negatives, like I said, they don't care. Like green, no, I know, that's not for me. I need yellow, uh, manipulations and so on. So they are susceptible, the, the positive ones are susceptible to this green ray, and that's why they feel affected. So that's what Ra is saying. Uh, we have come to the end of the session. I hope this makes sense as usual because I um, lately I go on a tangent, but I think it's important to discuss this and put into context a lot of what Ra says. Um, this session kind of prepared also uh, session 41, what prepares us for session 41 in terms of how we're going to analyze I think I'm gonna cover it in the first video next week of uh, session 41 because of the orange ray consciousness that we have there is uh, so much to unpack there but that's it that's all I got here conclusions we have a couple of things so many things actually to talk about here in terms of our transition our ascension our harvest to four dancing and how we prepare for it which is the uh, the under at least I made a post on Instagram recently um, Which was pretty successful people liked it. I was surprised. I'm not a big Instagram user, but I, I don't know I just felt called to do this and I said let me do it. So in this post I show you know Where are we at and what are the possibilities and I mean you should go see it? You know, it's uh, it's all in black and letters and you'll see it. You'll find out uh, chakras are there energy centers and society how we are still in the red and orange <laughs> and so for us to understand that we have available this this heart to perceive the the um, the creation with with the heart only, we don't, we're not required to go further. Just open the heart. That's it. From there, you can go on for density, and we'll have a better planet just because of that. But we're not even there. We're in yellow. Actually, I said yellow. Mistake. We're in orange as a collective. So the more we can actually open the heart we will influence more people to it so that's just how it works so that is part of the transition and you know my best conclusion to this is just know that you have your heart open and that it's ready for it and guess what we have explored that we are in four density that means that our heart is thirsty for this vibration and we let it flow through our hearts and that's how we continue to vibrate higher and higher and that means we reach higher energy centers and we can we can continue our evolution we can continue experiencing the creation as the creator and not as an animal so yeah green is the stepping stone from which all spiritual work is done so we have to really step on there step up our gains man lastly but not uh least important is nutrition or um uh, the, the mix that we got between emotions and nutrition these two things are crucial because our body is more susceptible to food food also has and I didn't talk about all the, the things that we know are wrong in our food I mean we already know I don't even have to mention anything and you already know that we're going to agree in a lot of junk food that is devoid of nutrients and actually is detrimental to our biological health to all metabolisms, I would say, you know, um, from uh, the most basic saying sugar, 
which everybody should agree is not it's not good for anybody and it's actually detrimental greatly and we're addicted to it i'm addicted to it i still eat sugar <laughs> coconut sugar but still sugar actually no cane sugar too i mean it's everywhere uh but just be mindful of that and reduce or try to i don't know just be mindful uh all the way up to gluten and you know microwavable stuff even the microwave which is uh a mutation of the the molecules there because of the uh, the destruction of the water molecule inside the food now think about all the nutrient devoid food that we put in the microwave because we can you know hot pockets <laughs> to put an example whatever else i mean there's so much to go there so just be mindful of what you eat i'm not saying it's bad just be mindful and you know you can you can have that you know uh, improved and also that your relationship is more important you know, if you have a good relationship with, you know, hot pockets, then by all means, eat them. Uh, don't pay attention to the mind, to, to the man, you know, on the other side of the screen. Uh, but relationship is important, yes. And finally, yes, the emotional charge of our, our psyche, you know, it's really dictating our health. So keep those in check. Those are my best conclusions. Thank you so much for uh, enduring with me for more than an hour and 11 minutes, which I see now in my... Uh, my software OBS recorder <laughs> um, I appreciate you watching I appreciate your comments your questions and I have nothing else to say but you know unconditional love from me to you because you are an awakened soul you're interested in all this stuff and more than anything you're interested in this strange material that somehow is still obscure yet for us it reveals everything so maybe we are the weird ones of the spiritual pack <laughs> But yeah, thank you for being that part of the pack. I, I love my audience, I love you guys. I've been saying it for a while already. I'm so proud of being surrounded by, in honor, by people like you. That is my way of saying thank you. I appreciate you. I'll see you in session 41 of the Law of One.